Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Paul says he will not allow you to be tried or tempted or tested above that which you are able, but with the test will provide a way of escape so that you can bear up under it. In other words, God knows where that breaking point is for everyone, and it's different for everyone. It's different for you than it is for me. He, he will never try us or test us above that which He knows we would not be able to bear up under. He can't, because then He would be party to our fall. And God can't do that. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Proverbs. Have you ever loved someone unconditionally? You want the very best for them, no matter what. Pastor J.D. reminds us today that that's how God feels about us. He will allow you to go through trials in order that you may grow, but He will never, ever push you past your breaking point. He loves you too much to watch you fall. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Proverbs chapter 15 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Verse 24, the way of life winds upward for the wise that he may turn away from hell below. Wow. Okay. I want to turn away from hell below. By the way, I don't know if you knew this or not. You know why it is that we say hi and hello? It's because they used to say, this is the origin of it, heaven is high, hell is low. So Next time somebody says hi to you, say, yes, heaven is high. Praise the Lord. Going there soon, I hope. (laughs) Next time somebody says to you, hello, say, yes, hell is low. Hello. Go look it up. Search it. That's where it came from. You ever wonder why? I mean, isn't that, we just, we, we say hi and hello without any idea of what it actually originated from. But that's what it originated from. I didn't love that. I'm going to start saying it more now. <laughs> you know, you say to somebody, hello. Hey, by the way, you know where hello comes from? Makes you think. Verse 25, the Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. I think again of what James says. By the way, James, the book of James in the New Testament has been likened to the New Testament book of Proverbs because of the wisdom that is in it. And in the book of James, I love James and how the Holy Spirit inspired him to write that. It's very blunt. It's very in your face. I mean, he just tells it like it is, you know. But he talks about pure, undefiled religion is ministering to the widow and the fatherless. That's pure, undefiled religion. God takes very seriously those people. And even when Jesus was here in His public ministry on earth, you see Him gravitating towards the hopeless and the helpless. Verse 26, the thoughts of the wicked 
are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. Did you see that? Did you catch that? You know that God can read your mind, right? I love it in the Gospels where we're told the narrative says that Jesus responded to what they were thinking to themselves. I would have again loved to have been there to see the look on their face. They weren't saying anything, they were thinking it. How dare he eat with sinners? And then Jesus is like, I heard that. You did? Yeah. Well, the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination. He knows and reads every thought of everyone, but not the thoughts of the righteous, but the words of the righteous, the words of the pure are pleasant. Verse 27, he who is greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. I tell you, <laughs> greed is, is so... We, we've been having some issues with uh, YouTube videos and the song that we sing at the end. And because of the number of views, there's always somebody out there that wants to try to copyright, claim a copyright on the song so they can monetize the video, which means that uh, there's ads on the video. And we don't do that. We do not monetize. We do not advertise. We just upload the video and there's never an ad. Well, somebody filed a copyright claim on the melody of the old rugged cross. It's illegitimate, but they did it. And here's the thing, the way it works, and they know this, oh, they're so clever and crafty and greedy. They know that by the time we dispute it, and especially with the prophecy update videos, within the first, you know, 12, 24 hours, it's upwards of 40 to 50,000 views. Well, they've already made their money. So we file the dispute. They're getting all that revenue off of our... It's a righteous anger, okay? They're making all that money on our prophecy update video, and it's even illegitimate. In fact, the reason why the worship team did the old rugged cross is because it's public domain. And so then by the time, greedy buggers, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> They're going to bring trouble on their own house. They're going to get it. This is what, remember at the beginning of the chapter, the Lord sees the, the wicked and the righteous. I'm like, Lord, did you see what they did? Yes, I did. You're going to do something about it? Yes, I will. Let me take care of it. Okay, Lord, can I watch? <laughs> is that bad? So by the time we disputed the claim, and then YouTube says, okay, well, we will resolve the claim. They have 30 days to respond. In the meantime, they will not get any revenue. Well, they've already made their money. And so meantime now, they're not going to respond because they know it's an illegitimate claim, a copyright. So now for the next 30 days, every view on that video, and it was about 90,000 before I left tonight, 90,000 views on the Prophecy Update, and they had to watch those ads. I am fried. Can't you tell? <laughs> I am so... Urgh. 
And it's all greed. There are people that sit behind a computer looking for videos like that, that they can file a copyright claim. Illegitimate, doesn't matter. And that's how they make a living. I think it was somewhere in Africa or Nigeria, anywhere in the world. And so you file a claim and you start getting the ads and the, the money from those ads until that claim is disputed. And, that, and then they just move on to the next one. I think there's a special place in hello, <laughs> hell below, for, I better move on because I'm really getting at the flesh here. Sorry, Lord, forgive me. Mm. Maybe I need to be praying for their salvation. Maybe they watched the video and saw the ABCs of salvation. I need to pray for their salvation. Okay, verse 28. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. Again, we saw this at the beginning of the chapter, this idea of the fool just, I mean, gushing out folly out of their mouth. I like this though. The righteous they actually get this. I know this is a novel idea. Wait for it. They actually think before they speak. Oh my goodness. They actually study how to answer. They're not just quick. Oh, how many times I, I wish, I, let me say it this way. I've never regretted something I didn't say. I've always regretted something I did say. Ah, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I was just quick to answer. I, sh I should have really thought about my answer before I answer. I could never take that back. It's like emails. Oh, I, I wish there was an unsend button. Once you send that bugger, same thing with the text. Oh my goodness. Uh, I've never regretted an email I didn't send. And conversely, how many emails and texts and things that I've said and sent, I have regretted. Oh, would to God that I would have stopped, studied, thought it through, even prayed it through. Imagine that. Praying about, just real quick prayer, you know. You have a time for a long prayer, just, Lord, how do I respond? How do I answer, Lord? Give me the right words to say. One thing, I, I just uh, thought of this real quick. I'll speak for myself, okay, just to be honest with you and transparent and, and candid. <laughs> Hope you don't see me differently. But you know, in these contrasting Proverbs, I always shed myself in the most favorable light. And I'll give you an example. The righteous do this. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm the righteous. I always shed myself in the most favorable light. And then when the contrast comes, but the wicked do that. I'm like, yeah, them wicked sinners. And then the Holy Spirit, so faithful, just kind of in that still small voice that says, excuse me, you're the wicked. I know I am. I mean, here's an example, verse 28. The mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. And you're like, yeah, I know. I, I know people like that. In fact, right now, people are coming to mind when you read a proverb like that. I know people like that. Man, they just, I mean, everything they say, everything that comes out of their mouth, but not me. What comes out of my mouth, it's pleasant and 
peaceable and godly and wise. Oh, wise one. No, it's not. (laughs) Stop shedding yourself in the most favorable light. That's what these contrasting Proverbs are all about. Verse 29, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. I like this picture. It's kind of like, you know how when somebody is far away, you can't hear them because they're too far away. That's what it is for the unrighteous, the wicked. The Lord's far from them. But He's close to and hears the prayer of the righteous. Verse 30, the light of the eyes rejoices the heart. And here's again that physiological component, a good report makes the bones healthy. Boy, just a a good report, good news sometimes. And it can just lift your spirit. And it has all kinds of effects on your your body, your mind, your digestive system, your your heart, your everything. It just, a good word can be so encouraging and uplifting. Verse 31, the ear that hears the rebuke of life will abide among the wise. And here it is again. It's the one who's willing to receive correction, to hear the rebuke. It is the one who is wise. And conversely, the one who is unwilling to receive a rebuke or correction is the fool. And that's really verse 32. He who disdains instruction. I mean, these are, these are great words to use to describe disdain, disgust, disdain, just ugh. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul. Have you ever thought of it like that? When you despise and disdain correction and instruction, you do so to your own peril. You must not love yourself because you despise something that will be good for you. But here's the contrast. He who heeds rebuke gets understanding. And it's this last proverb that I want to spend just a little bit of time on. We won't get to Proverbs 16, but that's all right. I love this proverb. It says, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. A couple thoughts, just real quick. You will never find in all of Scripture any of these men or women that were greatly used of God, greatly honored, without first having come to that place of humility, so they could handle it. I think about Joseph, what he went through before he was exalted and honored as the most powerful man in the world, save Pharaoh. And just the amount of difficulty that really birthed in him, I believe, a humility so that God could entrust him with that position of power. Because see, absent that humility, that work of humility, God could not put him in that position of honor. I oftentimes 
and I've experienced this, and really in large measure am experiencing this in my own walk. You know, God wants to entrust us exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we could have ever thought or imagined. He wants to bless us. He wants to prosper us. But He has a problem. Not that God has problems, but the problem is this. He doesn't want to prosper us above that which we're able to bear up under. You know, we always quote 1 Corinthians 10, 13, God won't give you more than you can handle. Paul says he will not allow you to be tried or tempted or tested above that which you are able, but with the test will provide a way of escape so that you can bear up under it. In other words, God knows where that breaking point is for everyone, and it's different for everyone. It's different for you than it is for me. He, he will never try us or test us above that which he knows we would not be able to bear up under. He can't, because then he would be party to our fall. And God can't do that. So he knows where that line is. <laughs> Sometimes I've, I've, I've told God, God, you said you won't try me above what I'm able to. I, I think you're, you're pushing it very, <laughs> you're either right up to the line or you're about to go over that line because I don't think I can take this anymore. You know, we always use it in the, and frame it in the context of adversity. But have you ever thought of it in, the ter in terms of prosperity? Okay, God will not give me more adversity than I'm able to bear up under, but neither will He give me more prosperity than I can bear up under. Because see, the prosperity carries with it the propensity for pride, and pride always leads to the fall. And the antithesis of pride is humility. So here's God. The problem is He wants to bless us. He wants to prosper us exceedingly and abundantly. I mean, beyond anything we could even forget, ask it, or think it. It's, it's imagine it. You can't even imagine. But God knows that if He did that, it would mess us up. It would go to our head. We would become heady and haughty and proud and full of ourselves. We wouldn't be able to handle it. And it would lead to our downfall. And God's not going to be party to that. So here God wants to honor us. He wants to bless us. He wants to prosper us. But He first has to humble us. He humbles the exalted and He exalts the humble. I think about the Apostle Paul. It was God's grace that was sufficient for Paul. He did not remove that thorn in the flesh. Here's Satan being allowed to torment him day and night, and he's pleading with God, please God, remove this. And it's like God saying, I can't, Paul. And by the way, you don't want me to, because it's that very thing that is keeping you humbly dependent upon me and me alone. You have to understand, I let you see the third heaven, and that can go to your head. You can become proud and haughty, and I've got to keep you in that place of humility if I'm going to position you in that position of honor. Very interesting. You know when Jesus tells Peter that Satan had asked for permission to sift him as wheat, and he said, but I prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Not his courage. He failed in his courage. He didn't fail in his faith. But that's the thing that the enemy always wants to destroy in our lives, is our faith. 
He always will attack our faith. He wants to destroy our faith. And Jesus says, I pray that your faith will not fail. And when you fail in your courage and you get back up, you're going to restore your brethren. And it was right after he just got done saying, I am going to do some amazing things with you, Peter. I'm going to use you in mighty ways. It would be Peter who would preach the first sermon there in the book of Acts, and 3,000 people would get saved. And when we read in the epistles of First and Second Peter, I mean, here's a guy who knows a thing or two about having your faith tested. And the bottom line is, is that I want to honor you. I want to do mighty things through you. I want to use you. But I first have to humble you so you can handle it. Peter, I'm going to do amazing things for you, but I got to do it vis-a-vis humility. You know, it is a good practice. And I know you've probably heard this. I know early on in my walk with the Lord as a new believer, and I'm so glad for this, someone told me that one of the best things you can do is read one chapter of Proverbs a day for every day of the month. There are 31 chapters, and in most months there are 31 days. And so you just read one chapter with that corresponding day of the month. And I started early on, and I've done it over the years, and it has been of invaluable help to me. Even when our kids were young, we would go through the Proverbs, and it stuck with them. They do it to this day. And invariably and without exception, that chapter will have something perfect for you for a situation that you will encounter that day. And when you early in the morning rise up and seek Him and spend time with Him in His Word, and you need the wisdom of the Proverbs to face what you're going to face that day, reading one chapter of Proverbs each day of the month. You know, all throughout the Bible, you could take every single one of the Proverbs in the entirety of the book of Proverbs, and you could apply it to a situation and an experience in God's Word. You look at the life of, say, Joseph, Proverbs, Jacob, Abraham, Proverbs, all throughout Scripture, Old and New Testament. And these Proverbs, these timeless truths, the wisdom of the book of Proverbs applies throughout the entirety by way of example. The words of wisdom the book of Proverbs provides weren't meant to only be applied to life in the author's time. They were also meant to benefit generations to come, including you. All ages and walks of life can benefit from this book in this modern world. Proverbs gives you practical advice for living a life that's pleasing to your Creator. It also shares insight for ways to interact with others to not only show love, but to model Jesus. Pastor J.D. will have more to share from Proverbs when you join us next time on In Spirit and Truth. In the meantime, you can listen to more teachings from Pastor J.D. at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. 
You can also subscribe to our podcast, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and even download our mobile app. This is a great way to keep Pastor J.D.'s teachings with you wherever you go, and even share them with others. You'll find a link to download at our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. We also invite you to check out Pastor J.D.'s weekend update, the Mideast Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to prophecies of the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. You'll find these updates on our mobile app or on our website. One more time, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. That's all we have time for today. We pray you've been encouraged by this teaching in Proverbs and that you'll continue to study them on your own. Tune in next time for more right here on In Spirit and Truth. Oh.